Welcome to the Loyal Opposition Podcast, episode number 10. I'm Bernie Flowers, one of Uncle Sam's wayward children. I believe that our country's best days are still in front of us, but if those best days are to come, we need to change the direction of the country right now before it's too late. I intend to talk about important topics every week in hopes of helping to improve our country and our way of life. Please like, share, and subscribe. Coach Tony DeCesar is a small business owner and vice president of the Patriot Club of America, located in Baltimore County, Maryland. His background in team building, mentoring, and fundraising has propelled the Patriot Club of America to over 2,000 grassroots conservatives that focus on the issue of children and schools, supporting law enforcement, and voter integrity. One of his goals is to introduce younger voters and independents to the conservative movement. Coach Tony DeCesar, tell me. Bernie, how are you? Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Tell me about the Patriots Club and what it stands for. So the Patriots Club, you know, it started uh, back during the, the mandates, right? That was when the whole thing sort of started, just grassroots people or whatever. And there were so many issues going on back then. And we really had to sit down as an organization and decide, you know, what, what are the issues that we, we can really sort of move the ball with from a grassroots level? So the three, the three fundamental pillars, as we call them, are children in our schools, um, election integrity, and pro-law enforcement. So we build everything from those three pillars. And there's other things that we get involved in outside of that. But those are really the three fundamental things that we tend to focus on. Um, we have people come from every corner in every direction, you know, can you guys support our cause? Can you guys jump in on this? Can, and sometimes we do, but we still always return back to the fundamental aspects of, you know, the voter integrity, the children in the schools, and then supporting our law enforcement community. Amen to that. I've got another question for you. How did you come up with the idea for the Patriots Club? Well, I wish I could say that I actually came up with it, but I got, I was on the back, you know, I, I sort of got involved. This is now we're going to go all the way back to like the COVID mandates. I wasn't very good at abiding by the whole COVID mandate thing. I didn't really. Didn't really Why am I not surprised? I didn't take part in a lot of that. I just wasn't very convinced. But anyway, I started, I saw how things were sort of progressing and I had the opportunity in, in like late 2020, my wife and I, we couldn't get a flight to Florida. It was the only place it was open. So we decided on a whim just to jump in a car and we drive straight down to Florida. And we get to Florida and it's a completely different world. And everybody, the kids are in school, they're playing soccer, the gyms are open. I was like, what is going on? This is like so bizarre. So I came back to Maryland after that experience, a changed man, by the way. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And that's when I, that's when I officially quit. I've never quit anything, but I quit COVID at that point. So a good friend of mine said, hey, I've got this group of people. Back then, the organization was called the Reagan Club. He's like, and there's this guy speaking about putting gender-neutral bathrooms in a Catholic university. And I said, what? He said, and at that time, that was kind of like sort of off, off the radar. And I was like, they put gender-neutral bathrooms in the Catholic college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's going to come talk. And I was like, okay, well, I want to, I want to check this out. So I go, my wife and I went and um, went to the event 
probably like 40 people there. And this was the first time, this was the first meeting that the actual old school Reagan club had an event outside of someone's home. They were meeting like sort of like in secret in like people's basements of their house. Wow. And yeah, that was before my time. Um, kudos to those people that had the same mindset to say, look, we're going to meet somebody's house, which goes back to like how things sort of started, you know, in our country in the first place, they met in bars, they met in taverns, and they met in people's homes and churches, you know, things like that. So anyway, they had it at this, uh, this venue. It was like 40, maybe 50 people. Pretty crazy time. Um, and I listened to everything this guy said, and I was like, this completely makes sense to me. Why, what is going on? So I said, look, we, we actually quickly outgrew that space. We were too big for that venue. And at that time, we just kept collecting more people. They kept coming and coming and coming and coming. So we had to find a bigger space. And we stayed in that, that venue for about six or eight months. And then we outgrew that space. And then we had to go to a bigger space. And then, you know, our numbers grew. It was like 240 people, I think, when I decided to, to step in and help with the uh, leadership. And then it was, you know, 300, and then 500, and then 600, and then 900, and then 1,000, 1,200. And then it just gradually kept getting bigger and bigger. And it was sort of like this runaway horse. You just couldn't control it. We ended up in an even bigger venue. And then there were people that were reaching out to us. Hey, we want you to do this, and we want you to do that. And this was something that was just, you know, there was no plan. It was sort of like, there's a great analogy that uh, my good friend Kay Sullivan always says. And she says, you know, well, we're just we're kind of building the plane while we're flying it, right? So we realized that we became so big that we changed the name because we didn't have uh, the rights to use the Reagan family name. So we became the Patriot Club of America, PCA. And PCA had sort of, in 2021, started to become a more impactful uh, organization. So meetings were sort of like the, the, the sidebar because really we became more like grassroots activists. And I've never been a grassroots activist. And I always say to people, like, how did you do it? How did you do it? And I say, we're just a group of very unremarkable people that just get remarkable things done. We're just average, everyday people. You've been to our meetings. That's where I met you at that meeting. If you look around Definitely. that room, does, does anyone look, you know, particularly impressive? Nobody but you. Well, thank you. I knew you were going to say that. That's set up. Um, but you, you have people from every walk of life, every age, every gender. You have, you know, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. I mean, it's amazing what you see there and of different ages. I mean, we had, uh, we, we hosted a turning point event, I think, at one of our events. You may have even been there like early on and we invited the entire college turning point uh, uh, club to that event and they all showed up. And then uh, we supported the Young Republicans when they were doing things, trying to uh, get candidates out to speak and things like that. So really we became activists. And that's what people right. have to understand. Like no one is special. We were just sick of it. We were just sick of all of it. We're sick of the whole like, oh, you can't do this. You have to wear a mask if you stand up. If you sit down, you can take it off. If you, if you put food in your mouth, you know, you can take it off. You can put it on. These are just arbitrary rules that came from nowhere that made no sense. And I'll tell you what got the thing rolling is the parents got pissed off because their kids weren't in school. And that's right. where the rubber met the road. And that's mm -hmm. how we ended up exploding into what what we are today 
You guys are awesome. And yes, I've been to several of your meetings. I'm a little biased, but I just think it's outstanding. And that is why I'm asking you to be a guest on my podcast. So with that said, what's the Patriot Club's, the Patriots Club's greatest achievement to this date? Uh, to, to date, I don't, I can't say that there's any one. I mean, it's just, we, we call it like a dumpster fire or like a fire drill right? Because things happen so quickly that you have to mobilize and you have to go. So I'll give you like a very quick short timeline of how things happened um, when we first got started. So we went and supported the unmandate thing down in DC. It was a rally. Okay. And all the, the big, the big name people were going to be there. <clears throat> we decided, okay, well, we're going to get a bus. We're going to bus everybody down to this rally. Well, that was it. Like the Tuesday meeting and we filled the bus and picked everybody up on Saturday and drove all these people to DC at like a moment's notice. And very shortly thereafter, about four weeks later, I was I was away up in Lancaster with uh with, with my wife and I got a phone call from one of the, the Patriot Club leadership. And she said the the this is back when they had the uh the trucker rally. Remember the truckers driving across sure the country? Sure do. Sure do. So she called me and she said, hey, listen, we need a place to put 250 tractor trailers. Who do you know? And I was like, what? I mean, 250? Because they had sort of put this, this convoy together, but they really didn't think it the whole way through. So as more trucks joined, they had to figure out where to put them because they knew they weren't going to stay in D.C. So right. she called me up. We made some phone calls. We connected with a lot of really good people. And before you know it, I went from Lancaster out to Hagerstown and directed traffic in the middle of the road for two and a half hours parking tractor trailers, right? I mean, the point of the the point that I'm trying to make is that when there's a need, we just try and fill it. So if there's any one thing, there's a lot of things. We had violence in our school. A guy you and I both know, Darren Badillo, Ranford, yep. uh, Ranford County Executive. Darren, right. I mean, Darren's a big dude. The only mm -hmm. thing bigger than Darren is Darren's heart, right? And you can hear the passion in this guy's voice. And he said, hey, listen, I need you. If he comes to a meeting, he presents his case, says what he has to say very passionately. And I was like, okay, so we need to get this. We need to get this out, right? right. So we did this campaign. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm like speaking in front of the school board. They said, oh, you're speaking at the school board next Tuesday. I'm like, what, am, what, what do you mean? Because they were like, you got picked to speak. I got picked to speak. A couple other members of our group got picked to speak, you know, and we kept going and we kept going. And I was the one that originally said, I was like, look, you got a violence problem in the schools. You're not addressing it. Okay. You need to go. You need to resign. Well, what do you know? The superintendent's no longer there. That's my Joe wow. Biden. Line. Well, what do you know? Oh, what, right? do you know? what do you know? So my point is, is that I have no experience with the school board. I have no experience with any of this, but when kids are getting beat up in the school and you know they've got uh, violence, it's out of control, and the guy that's supposed to be in charge isn't doing anything about it, it's time to go. It's time Definitely. to go. We put out a position paper. We met with the, the president of the FOP in Baltimore County. Morale was low. They couldn't hire enough police officers. We put out a statement at a press release, sent it out to everybody and said, the police chief, she needs to go. It needs to go. Right. So she's not here anymore either. But the point is, who am I? I'm nobody. 
who's Jeff? Nobody. All these people, they're basically nobodies. But, you know, it comes back to the fact that no one has a blueprint for this. You have to figure it out. Yeah. And we sort of figured it out on our own. But from a community activism point, nothing gets done in government. And one thing I've learned about this, let me tell you this. The people who I know now, I didn't know any of them. I didn't know you before 2020. I didn't know the majority of the people in the Patriot Club before 2020. I have met so many great people, and everybody has this, the same mindset in most cases. And you know what? It's not political. Our organization is not political. It says that in our mission statement. We are nonpartisan. We don't care. If there's a problem, go fix it. And that's what we've been fed. We've been fed this our whole lives, okay? They split us up, right, left, blue, red, you know, then they go by color or whatever it may be. I mean, they try and divide us. And we just right. don't, we don't, we don't bite. We're just not taking the bait, right? So from the perspective of find the problem, it's funny. We had the, um, I mean, we're a conservative group of people, but we had the, uh, uh, the state's attorney, the Democrat, mm -hmm. Scott Schellenberger, come out, did a, did a, 45 minute presentation. He did an amazing job. Right. The majority of the people that were in that room were like, I'm going to vote for that guy again. Right? I was or there. Whatever. I oh, was right. there. I, yeah. Right. I mean, you didn't see anybody, uh, you know, booing the guy or, you know, you know, heckling him off stage or whatever. Everybody sat there and listened to everything he had to say. And see, we've kind of gotten away. I never did any of this. Most of the people that are involved have never done any of this, but we've gotten so far away from mm -hmm. the things our founding fathers had to go through. I mean, they went through it times 10 when they started oh, yeah. this whole thing, right? I mean, and the problem is, and this is society in general, is that you got to get a, you got to get used to being uncomfortable. If you stay in that box and you're and you're like, well, it'll take care of itself, and and so and so is going to do that or whatever. It may. No, no one's coming to save you. No one. All right, you got to get up and you got to do the work because yes. the government's not going to do it at the local level. Nothing gets done at the state level. Not a lot gets done at the federal level. Oh, come on. I mean, you know, you think that you can impact decisions that are being made there? No. You know what you can impact? You can impact your school board. You can impact the local law enforcement community. And those are the things that we do. Look, police morale is low. Kate, my wingman, wing woman, I don't know if I can say that, but the <laughs> point is, is that when everything was just falling apart, she put together the lunches for Leo's program, which is still going as of today. And they yeah. they take lunch to, to different police precincts. Mm -hmm. There was a need. We figured out the solution. That's all you got to do. And there's other groups. The best part about this is we've met so many other great people. I ran into you down at CPAC. Oh, okay? yeah. I'm like, hey, look, it's Bernie. Okay, well, that was an eye-opening moment. I'm like, hey, Bernie's here. Well, you know, how many times did that event, and you ran for office, so you know a lot more people than I do. Oh, I how doubt How many that. times, oh, come on now. So when you went to CPAC and you were like walking around, how many people did you see and say, oh, hey, there's so-and-so and so-and-so. It happened all day long. Tons. How many of those tons? And how many of those people did you know five years ago? None of them. None. 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 Zero. And the point is that that like-mindedness has connected us to people in the surrounding counties. Okay. You see these people that are saying, hey, we like what you're doing. And I'm like, well, tell me what you're doing. 
and then we compare notes and then we combine ideas and they do their thing and we do our thing. If they need support, they got a meeting, they got a great speaker coming, they'll send you the information, you pass it out to your group of people. It's the old school, like getting business done in taverns and, and churches and stuff from yeah. back in the day when, when they did the pamphlets, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. here's a pamphlet, give it to your friend or whatever. It's all word of mouth. Amen. It's all word of mouth. Yes. I got another question for you. All right, let her rip. How in the world do you get all these people to do all this stuff? How are you motivating these folks? Yeah, man, I don't know. It's like, so I think sometimes all people need is a push. They want to do it. They want to do it. They want to do it. But uh, they, they talk themselves out of it, right? And I think all you need to say is, and once you do it, like let's say that you get over the, the stress and the anxiety of like going to a rally or writing a letter. I mean, look, we just did a letter writing campaign to like all the, the J6, all the J6 um, protesters, right? Hey guys, you know, we're still, everybody's still out there fighting for you, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it's a great organization. A lot of these people were, were guilty of the things that they shouldn't have done, which everybody understands that, but there's a lot of people there that were taking selfies that were like lunch ladies at the local cafeteria that was like mm -hmm. a grandmother, right? And we put this letter writing campaign together, which is another good point. So you see people like Republican Women's Club of Baltimore County. We combine efforts with them. That mm -hmm. just mushrooms, right? So now you've yes. got more people doing it. And really, the, when people ask me the question of like, where did all these people come from? Or like, how did you find all these people? The answer is we didn't, we didn't find them. They, they found us. And I think what we did is that we stood up to things, you know, when there were mass mandates and they were like, you can't go into a restaurant without a mask on and whatever, everybody showed up Yeah. and nobody had a mask on. Okay. I was like, Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Surprisingly, this may shock you. Every single one of those people survived. You know, strangely enough, I'm unvaccinated and I'm still alive too. That's an amazing story. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Maybe you can make that the uh, sequel to your, your book. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um, You're the man. You are the look, man. Dude, here's what I want to say. People just need a reason, okay, and a push, and they'll do whatever. Because when those kids were locked out of those schools, that was the reason. When you take a leader and put them up there in front of the school board that's going to push back on this, and mm -hmm. then you get up and turn around and look behind you, there's going to be a lot more people there than there were before you sat down. So I think there just needs to be a little bit of courage. Great leadership is hard to find. The Patriot Club would have never happened. It would have never happened. It would have never grown. It would have never mushroomed. It would have never become what it is today, okay? Other than the fact that we, luckily, this was strictly by luck. There was a core group of about four or five people that sat down in a restaurant one day during COVID, and we said, let's push the envelope and let's get past this together. Let's get these people organized. Let's get them all moving in the same direction, and thankfully, we just did role delineation. You take care of this piece. You take care of that piece. I'll take care of this. You do that. Look, we started, it's hilarious. We started our whole organization 
We didn't have a sound system. We had a flag. We had a flag and a podium. You go to our events now, it's a full production. Oh, it's yeah. Audiovisual, it's, you know, sound system, speakers, the whole nine yards. Top that notch. Came, so that all came from those people showing up. And it's funny because I think our membership, our membership is like $30. It's like for a year, not even a person. Mm -hmm. It's like 30 bucks a household. But right. the, those single dominoes added up to give us the opportunity to put our operation together to grow it. And there's no business plan. It's not like we sat down and said, okay, here's our plan for the next six months or for the next year, because everything moves so fast that you have got to adapt and move. You've got to, I mean, pivot, 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 pivot. And remember, 100% of our people are volunteer. No one gets yeah. paid for this. No one. Right. Well, you know, it's funny, if I may, being that you are a literal coach, you know how to motivate people. And um, people follow you. I follow you. Okay, so somebody asked me the other day about that. They're like, why does everybody call you coach? Because I did coach. I coached at, at the collegiate level for 10 years. But the real, the, the way that that happened, and this is going to be a, a great analogy as to how the Patriot Club came about. So my, I have two young sons, and they start rec football and basketball, and you know, when your kids are little, right? So when you sign your kid up, there's a little box, and it's at the bottom of the registration. It says, would you like to coach? Well, I said, you know, I, I guess I can help, you know, I, I'll be some level of help, I guess. I don't know. I checked the box. So that was like their first football season. And then, you know, I saw all the dads coaching the other teams and things like that. Then we segued into um, the basketball season. And I signed my boys up for basketball. I checked the box, you know. Yeah, do you want to coach? Okay, yeah, I'll help in some way. And then you move into the next season, which I think I coached lacrosse for a couple of years. And then I coached rugby for a bunch of years with the boys. But what ended up happening was I had so many kids. I had so many boys because what you ended up seeing was the same coaches that coach football were the same guys that were coaching basketball or the same guys coaching lacrosse and the same guys coaching rugby. It was the same group of guys. Like you always had the same volunteers. There's, at some point, somebody else has got to step up. It's amazing to me, by the way, that on a Saturday, the sidelines are completely packed with parents. But on practice days, there's like five guys there running the show. And that's kind of the analogy to the Patriot Club. There's like five of us running the show for the most part day to day. But how many people show up at our events? 50, 100, 150. I mean, you never know. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of and then but everybody's there to support the team. But the reason that they that I got the coach thing was because there were so many kids over the years. It's just happened to me not that long ago. I had to go down to the local grocery and now my kids are in their young 20s and I hear this voice. And and I hear this guy yell, coach, 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 right? Well, I turned and I look, oh, these kids are 20 now. I don't even remember what they looked like because I had them when they were five or six. That's the same, and I had reintroduced myself. And I'm like, oh, I coached you in basketball. You know, we, we did rec league. And he's like, yeah. So that's where the coach thing came from. And then I went to college and coached there for 10 years. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people calling me coach. It's the same thing that happens with the Patriot Club. When I went to CPAC, there were people coming up to me. And remember, you and I ran for the um, MDGOP, you know. We, um, we sure did. Leadership, uh, which right. that was a lesson learned. But um, long story short, how many people came up to you at the event 
at CPAC and you're like, I know that person, but I can't remember where I know him from because you've now met hundreds of people. Yes. They knew me. It was impressive to tell you the truth. I didn't realize that we had such an impact. Right. Exactly. So it's the same. It's the same issue. I run into all these people at those events and I forgot because where did we go? We, we spoke in Montgomery County. We spoke, spoke in Anne Arundel County. We spoke, yeah. I think you went to Carroll County and uh, yep. Eastern Anne Arundel Shore. County. We were everywhere. Right. We were everywhere. So we met all those people, but you met them one day mm -hmm. and they got to see you, but you don't, I mean, how can you remember 28 people when you were there and spoke for, you know, eight minutes, same thing like down in Montgomery County, there were like 48 people, I think on that committee and you had three minutes to speak. Right. All 48 people still remember who you are, but you don't even remember their faces. So the nice thing about that is that it's the recognition factor. Regardless if you win or lose or whatever, people still recognize the fact that, look, you stepped up and you coached. Oh, you stepped up and you ran for MBGOP leadership. Okay? That's what they remember. Win or lose, at least you got up there and did it. You fought the good fight. Amen. Amen. Coach, I'm going to get you out of here on this. Where and when does the Patriots Club meet? So we always do the first Tuesday of every month. First Tuesday of every month, we meet at Nick's Grandstand Grill, which is at the Timonium Fairgrounds. That is our newest, biggest, largest venue we've, we've come to find in the area. We've pretty much outgrown everything else. So it's Tuesday nights. Uh, doors open at 530. There's a buffet that's served. Uh, the meeting starts about 650. It's about an hour and a half. We get you in and out. I think now we have speakers already lined up all the way through uh, the end of the fall. You can find us online at uh, PatriotClubUSA.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Telegram. The Telegram thing's huge. For those people who aren't on the Telegram um, platform, the majority of the intel or the good information that's out there, because it's uncensored, seems to be coming through Telegram. So that's our primary communication source. Outstanding. Well, Coach, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You are a, a valuable guy to the entire community, and I'm proud to know you. So hey, buddy, thanks for I having I appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Let's, let's hook up soon. Oh, you can be assured that we will keep in contact with each other. Thank you so much. All right, Bernie. Thanks again. Thanks, take brother. Care. Well, that's about it for now. This has been the Loyal Opposition Podcast. Produced in association with Liberty Arise Media and other podcasters. I ask that you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast and to this channel. Be sure to get your copy of my new book, Black Values Matter, available on Amazon or as an ebook on Audible and Apple Books. And remember, it's okay to disagree, but if we want our country to prosper, we must insist on unity, transparency, and civility from ourselves and our fellow citizens. Thanks for listening to the Loyal Opposition Podcast. See you next week.